1: Of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Season two. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of The Worst Idea of All Time, starring me, Tim Bat. And myself, Guy Montgomery.
2: We have just watched the atrocity that is sex in the city 2 for the
1: 23rd times in our human lives. It's so <laughs> bad, guy. It's so, oh, first of all, we should, uh, before we get too ahead of ourselves, we should explain the situation, and the situation well, is this. We, <laughs> I think
2: we've done it pretty efficiently. We've watched Sex in the City 2 23 times, Tim. I yeah.
1: had I I took the liberty of running the maths during the film today. No, no, hold, hold on. I mean the fact that we're on opposite sides of the world. People don't know that. Yeah, well, they do now. You know, we've... <laughs> <So> we... <laughs> We're we just watched too- the movie independently, like, in silence by ourselves. That's right. You think you've seen this movie... You think, you know, you think the movie is long
2: when you have company. You haven't lived until you watched <laughs> this movie
1: by yourself. It was oh. so <laughs> fucked, man. Michael Patrick King is a fucking maniac. And he needs he to be ag- stopped.
2: He is. An, he is. He has been, as far as I know. But, yeah, I mean, his lunacy was peaking out around 2010. Tim, we've spent 2.3 days of our lives just watching the movie. (laughs) I love it. Almost 56 hours.
1: Jesus Christ. Do you know what's
2: almost more insulting? We've We've spent half a day, which means at least 12 hours, or we will have by the end of this, 12 hours talking about it.
1: I regret nothing (laughs) except for maybe the choice of film, but it's just, can you imagine the fucking storyboard on this thing? Like this is the first time I've taken a, managed to take a step back because usually we, we have a bit of banter throughout the film and whatnot. takes the edge off of things, but to just like experience this movie as a movie by yourself is fucked. This film is so silly Sing it, sing it, baby, guy. Um, I haven't ever, literally, ever seen such a shambolic attempt at making a movie. It's just a collection of things. I've seen yeah. grown ups too, fifty-two times. <laughs> this is a I think you're qualified. Film. Yeah, and indubitably, the fact of
2: the matter is, Tim. I, I like. I was, was a very numerical-based watch for mine, all the yeah. way up until. An hour and 30 minutes into the movie, there are no stakes beyond a vague <laughs> argument that Carrie and Big have had. There's literally nothing at stake. A movie, like a, any other movie, sets yeah. up and resolves conflict in that amount of time.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, man. Like, I, this, it's so stupid. This movie it's is not, about nothing at all. It's not until
2: Carrie gets a bad review of the shitty book she's written w- yeah. w- and like suddenly everything supposedly crumbles so you'd think but by the end of the movie no lessons are learned nothing's changed like
1: it, We haven't and grown, just... we haven't learned anything The mistake that she makes Which is passing another guy despite the fact that she's married Gets resolved by her husband Buying her a fucking diamond ring Which not only just strengthens this Horrible consumerism that permeates the entire film But rewards this fucking harpy For the bloody passion some ex-boyfriend When Ugh. she's overseas on a trip That she got from her friend who Because karma doesn't exist, guy Do Karma you know, doesn't okay. exist The universe no. isn't fair the bow
2: that they try and wrap this package of feces up in like it's pretty much comprised exclusively of pubic hair fucking nail clippings and I don't know like vials of sweat to strengthen this horrible package pretty much so they leave Abu Dhabi right and you can see Michael Patrick King just throwing shit against the wall hoping that everyone will remember from two days ago when they started watching the movie that there was stuff which vaguely related to what he's putting together at the end. So Carrie lifts her... starts when Carrie lifts up her... um, her She reveals her leg to hail a cab, right? When they need to yeah. get to the airport. Otherwise, they won't fly first class! What a disaster that would be. And then when they drive off in the cab... So it's like, oh, that's right. That happened, you know, a year ago when I was born. And then there's a poster for Heart of the Desert, which is the same vague attempt to, like, at least allude to the fact that there's, like it's all you know the 10 years you've spent watching this movie have all happened in the same realm of time in the yep. same galaxy yeah yep. there's um charlotte you know no yeah charlotte finds out that she didn't need to be worried that whole time she was in IBW because guess what her nanny was a lesbian miranda she gets hired for a banging job where everyone's like oh my god this lady is amazing
1: and f- it's just it's just fu- it's fucked big didn't pick Ah. Oh. It's absolute lunacy, Guy. It's, there's no justice in this world where this movie could exist. Like, to take it on a more meta scale, there's no justice in this world where this movie could exist and people could get paid lots of money for making it and putting it together. And there's no justice within the universe they create in the world of the film because these horrible, wretched, fucking, awful, deplorable human beings are going <laughs> around with their awful, wretched lives and they at no point have encountered any resistance that the universe would normally put up to any kind of no. usual biological being that is this harmful for the rest of no, the environment no. or herd. Like, basic Darwinism would have taken these motherfuckers out of the food chain <laughs> by now. Such as their stupidity and evil. I know, the
2: one moment where I was... Oh, well, there's obviously there's moments littered throughout the film where I'm busting for a different offer. I say this every week, which is evidence of how far down the fucking rabbit hole we've gone. But like when Aiden picks up Carrie, when they see each other for the first time, and he gives her a big hug, and then she's like, is this legal? All I want is for Aiden to say absolutely not and then just police officers <laughs> raid the hug and arrest her and they take her away and they round up the friends and they get executed
1: for this fucking offensive behaviour. Like, How amazing would that be? Oh! That's a movie though. What, what you're describing is a movie. It's So Interstellar, I watched it again over the weekend, right? Call me crazy. I'm a sucker for that film. That takes place over roughly the same amount of... In fact, it probably is almost identical amount of screen time. And in that, it spans like uh, over a century. And like taking humans off of planet Earth. And worse, worse yet, this movie
2: doesn't even... like It didn't even pause to consider how long exactly it was meant to... Like, there's no consideration for Timeline. They're all over the shop. Supposedly, they're only holidaying in Abu Dhabi for a week.
1: Yeah, I oh heard like, that for the first time as well today. It's like, wait a minute. What? A week? It's, no. It's it's just... Uh, you know, it's just, it's just... And the thing is,
2: Tim, we yeah. might have watched it 23 times. We haven't even scaled... We're not even halfway to the South Pole yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's depressing. I just, I'm so angry at the film. I'm so mad at it. It's yeah. so with, awful.
2: Okay, okay. Well, this might be a good time then uh, to try and temper. I mean, we're both coming and piping hot with serious aggression uh, to temper. No, th- I'd say we keep.
1: No way, no tempering. Let's okay, ride okay, the rage well, okay. train for a little bit more.
2: Well, this is, this uh, this is it's part of the rage train, but it's also I enjoyed it in that. When the late, you know, when Samantha gets snapped for having sex on the beach, come on, mm. everybody, tonight. Oh, well, I really like that they go back to the hotel room and she's like, Where's, um, where's Abdul? Like, where are the butlers? Yeah. The fir- this week was the first time when I observed that they just bounced. I mean, it's sort of suggested <laughs> that maybe Carrie and Garon, like, supposedly have formed some sort of bond, but even he's like, <laughs> Thank fuck that I've been yeah. dismissed from awful harpy duty. I'm going to yeah. go and like masturbate in a toilet cubicle <laughs> to, to graffiti. Just d- do anything except spend more time around these people. I found it so satisfying to know that, I don't know if Michael Patrick King did this knowingly, almost definitely not. That the, the butlers were just like, fuck it. Just drop their shit, whatever they were doing, and bailed. Good on them. I wish we could do the same.
1: The funny thing is, is, um, I think the filmmakers, or rather filmmaker, Michael Patrick King, he thinks that we the audience are like on board with the girls, but the closest thing we have to an audience surrogate in this movie are the literal servants that are waiting on them hand and foot in the Middle East who are earning like pennies an hour. That's my in for the movie. That's who I can gravitate to towards the most and go your life is the most similar to mine yeah they're so unrelatable like so zoe my girlfriend was here watching the first bit of the movie with me because she felt so bad that i was so tired and i had to sit through the movie again by myself so god bless her she was in there for the first half hour 45 minutes what an angel she 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 lost her shit, man. She could not handle this film whatsoever. She was giggling at... Like, just repetitively commenting on how nothing makes sense. How all of the costumes are bizarre. She could not contain herself at the um, first appearance of Carrie's hat in the wedding. Uh, The crown that we always mark. She was just like, (laughs) what the hell is that? The
2: giggling from Zoe is almost masochistic in a sense. Because I imagine, yes, like... If she was just watching the movie as a punter, it would just be disgust, yeah. outrage and being upset. But watching the movie in the context of knowing her boyfriend has to like has watched it 22 times and will watch it <laughs> <laughs> like another <laughs> what 20 10? 29 or whatever. It's yeah. his, that that is
1: hysterical. Yeah. Like uh, I guess and if you what look at the fucking number of times.
2: Yeah, yeah. And if you look at it as her being a surrogate for anyone listening to the podcast I guess that's the that's the end. That's the satisfaction. That there are people like, doing
1: something so t- terrible. Grown Ups too. we said almost every episode of the first season, do not watch the movie. It's like this movie is at a level where I kind of think you should. I, because no, this thing I, almost has, it has to be seen to be believed. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you, Tim.
2: I, I think it is imperative at this juncture... Just because if you haven't watched Sex in the City two and you've been you've been following the journey this season, like it's just I imagine it's just this really dark like it's just once a week for half an hour you just experience this really sort of d- deep sense of despair and upset and I think context is important because it's not like it's not giddy insanity it's it's like it's it's a really dark sort of feeling. And I, th- yeah, I, th- I agree. I th- had that thought independent from actually getting around to watching the film this week. I did think to myself, I feel like at some point we should announce to everyone,
1: watch the movie. Yeah. Understand. I feel it's, like this uh, is it. I feel like it's finally at the point. I just because I, I hear you. Like mostly the, the emotions that get recorded on this podcast are two beaten down, world weary men. Who have just had enough and are at the end of their tether. But you know what? I'm fucking fired up this week, man. I am legitimately angry the movie exists. Yeah, I think shouldn't. it's.
2: Uh, yeah, I think it's the. I think watching it apart from each other forced a level of, like, just it's. It was almost, I don't know. At points, it was almost like meditation. Like I found it so exhausting and ongoing that it was. It almost forced me like into like it was meditation almost like introspection because i just didn't i didn't want to be engaging with it like yeah ah, you could watch two spe- stand-up specials in a fucking episode of seinfeld in the time we watched nothing happened to four terrible people you can watch seven episodes of south park it's just it's so bro and everything about it's ro- like the, all the script zoe's right to maniacally laugh at everything that's offered like michael patrick king pretty much went up to charlotte and he said okay as soon as we like as soon as we get to okay in new york all i want you to do i just want you to take everything literally and be upset at you know at everything that's your direction and he goes okay i can do that and then he's like okay now you're in the middle east and all i want you to do while we're shooting here in morocco is just look at your phone that's all I want from you. And Miranda, that is there, it. All, all I want you to do is just pretend to read Lonely Planet Travel Guides about the United Arab Emirates. I don't want anything more from you. I know it seems insane because we're throwing a lot of money at this movie and we're going to piss off <laughs> a lot of people, but this is all I want
1: you. Anything more is too much. It's There's uh, no emotional engagement. There isn't even the one thread that they could have pulled at in this film to, to get it across the line is the friendship element by making this a buddy film that's got four parts instead of the usual two. No, yeah. But at every turn, these women are turning on each other, they're accusing each other they, of their, their marriages oh, falling apart. They are awful, self-absorbed to- women. Yeah. They're talking across each other the whole
2: movie. Like someone presents a huge personal problem they're having And then whoever is next to them just correlates it to a personal problem that they're having. No one resolves either of the other person's issues. It's just like, oh, you're doing that. Well, I'm struggling with this. It's just four
1: people. But it's even worse than than that because it's not like, oh, you're doing that. I'm doing this. It's just the person presents their problem and then the camera pans to the next person and they present their problem without any acknowledgement whatsoever that the person even spoke before. It's like it's inhuman the way that they're communicating.
2: Yeah, it's not... Well,
1: yeah. Whew, I feel like... I've, I mean, hell. I'm still I'm still impassioned
2: by how much I didn't enjoy that, but I feel like I've at least let me, like, let released let me just some this. of it.
1: Well, just while I mentioned that um, Zoe watched the first bit of the film as well, I can tell you something for free. Zoe was legitimately very concerned by that baby crying as passionately and often as Rose oh, does in this, the film. This, Charlotte's daughter is legitimate. That is a small child, and she is very much crying real tears. She,
2: no doubt about it. We've alluded to it vaguely in the past, but I mean, Michael Patrick King was definitely paying certain crew members extra pocket money to taunt the baby to say, "You can't even do basic maths, you stupid fucking baby! Look at your dumb baby face, whatever insults they can muster."
1: Zoe was getting real upset by how, like, obviously upset that baby was. Like, it, it was, you know, she felt uncomfortable watching it crying all the time.
2: Oh, no doubt. And I, what, got, what got me right in that, so the scene where the baby's visibly
1: upset is when Charlotte's baking 10 million cupcakes for some after school <laughs> so said She said, why is she making all those cupcakes? And I said, it is never addressed. And she just started cracking up. It is vaguely addressed She says Well yeah First of all The reason
2: she's baking the cupcakes Is because it makes the set look good It makes it look like Something's happening In this (laughs) fucked up universe That's not a reason It is No no It's the actual reason though I'm baking these cupcakes For the after school Event tomorrow Like whatever Garbage reason Michael Wrote into the script When he was Three bottles of whiskey And ten cigars And five (laughs) blunts Deep in his Fucking (laughs) Awful journey Into the recesses Of his broken brain But (laughs) So she says like, um Yeah, she says, I am doing this. And she says like and the her daughter, is it not Rose, who's the other one? Lily. Lily. Lily's like, Mommy, mommy, look what I did. And she's like, Hold on, sweetie. Mommy's just making these cupcakes for the after school event. But that's not even the focus. The focus there is on the phone conversation. The only time her attention is broken from talking on the phone to Carrie is it's nothing to do with parenting. It's everything to do with when she
3: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash
2: style. When her, when her skirt or whatever gets destroyed and then yeah. like Charlotte's character is it's fucking not even one dimensional. It's like, because so then when her and Miranda are having a drink, you know, when like Charlotte supposedly... Dumps all of her feelings about motherhood onto Miranda as like a release. That and it's scene, like, oh,
1: fucking everyone got goes me through good this this week. Yeah,
2: yeah. Do you know what? The, the line she, the line. So um, Miranda's like, being a mother is hard, and then Charlotte says, "Yes, yes, but the benefits. But the are benefits are worth make it, it worth it. That's <laughs> not something f- a human being says." Ever. Who? That
1: line stuck out like a sore, th- like a big baboon's red bear naked ass at the zoo this week for me as well. Because I was like, no one has ever said that. That is not something who? that someone yeah. would ever say. It's so unnatural, robotic, cold, and like a machine trying to emulate human emotion. It's like <laughs> Patrick King <laughs> yeah, is an AI android who has been sent from the future to destroy us. And he's trying to like guess how emotional beings talk. It, it's yeah. so calculated and weird. It's pretty this like odd numerical kind of mathematical language. Yeah, yeah. He just
2: punched it through a random emotion
1: generator. Oh! It's an odd line. Jesus Christ. Hey, I'll tell you something though, and this can be my shining light this week because I got a lot of joy out of it. Um, so the way that it worked, folks, is Guy and I uh, synced up to start the movie at the same time and then turned all of our devices to flight mode um, as is as is the rules, as is tradition. And uh, I actually got a minute out of sync because I rewound a bit of the movie because this week I saw Miranda's housekeeper fully barrel the camera. Like she looks <laughs> straight down there. And <laughs> um, the shot that goes to her when... I, also, the thing I noticed just before they go to her, so it's at the school when Brady's uh, presenting his rat, his mouse maze. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the kickoff point for him becoming the rat king. Uh, and, you know, when they announce that some random girl, Rachel, has just won second place, like off mic. What the, is the big, static electricity? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You know the line. You know it. So, um, Miranda's housekeeper is fucking stoked that she has got that silver medal. Like, she is clapping <laughs> and grinning. For Brady, <laughs> nothing. No emotion. But for Rachel, getting that second place well, award at the science she's fair. It's because the
2: housekeeper fears ecstatic. Brady.
0: If, yeah, I buddy, mean, so. Y- you, wouldn't, in, if you if you,
2: if, because who knows more about Brady than the housekeeper? She's doing all of the work. Steve's busy working on his far fetched schemes. Miranda's off bloody gallivanting around a workplace. She's not given any respect. The housekeeper's yeah. pretty much single handedly rearing this child into the absolutely <laughs> terrifying oligarch <laughs> he is. So she's like, he wins something. She's like, oh, oh, no. Yeah, she speaks like Yoda when she's worried,
1: oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Um uh, no, she knows what's I, yeah. up. I had a so um next week you've got to look for the bit where she barrels the camera um while they're I, there I, in the science. I sphere. absolutely will.
2: It's the thing is because I thought about how many extras this movie has. This, yeah. Or like just there's so many people thrown into the camera for texture in place of any heart or storyline or whatever. Like it's like maybe if we put <laughs> if at all times you know, in scenes that aren't just the four ladies, maybe if we put twenty people in the background, out of focus on screen, people will think this movie is a human heart. It's a very cunning trick by Michael Patrick tr- King. <laughs> I don't know that it works. And like when the girl, when the ladies are singing karaoke, um, yeah. in the middle east, are singing "When I'm Woman, Hear Me Roar." I was just constantly like, there are people because you know, conceivably, they rally and unite the entire karaoke bar with their enthusiasm for the song, and they get everyone up and bloody dancing around together or whatever. I was just looking for people who weren't enjoying it. And you get flashes of a few. Um, but there was one guy at the end of it who's just sitting like next to the rugby players. He's just sitting there smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and I was like, "I've never he, seen is, him. he is he's a saboteur. He's an audience surrogate. <laughs> he's sitting there smoking a cigarette like, yeah, okay, we fucking get it. Can we move this thing along? Because
1: you are killing me right now. He's I found from it, the French team. He's undercutting yeah. the whole integrity of the scene and I love him for it. It's like, yeah, I, I absolutely
2: respect it. Any extra you find in this movie who's not enjoying themselves, they're they are they're more representative of the movie than whatever the finished in-focus product is. They're, they're the, the actual reflections. That's right. And then, well, if we're doing Shining Lights, I'll do my Shining Light for you as well. Which was um, Hold on, hold I, on.
1: Sorry, before uh, before you get into that, just while you're on the rugby teams, um for some reason this week I got very passionately annoyed that New Zealand does not feature in the rugby world cup trials. We didn't even well okay. That up. Do you know why? Because
2: the New Zealand rugby team got called up to go to the rugby world cup trials and they're like do you know what? We know a lot about the rugby world cup and this is definitely a scam. <laughs> There's no way in God's green earth we're selling our rugby team to the Middle East for something called the trials, which don't even exist. That is fucking. <laughs> to play practice matches, no less, practice matches at a trial? No, no. <laughs> Fool me once, which you didn't do. Shame on you. Fool me twice, which you're definitely
1: not doing. Go fuck yourself, Michael Patrick King. This is insane. <laughs> I like it, I like it. So, sorry, onto your shining light. <laughs> uh, it
2: was it was Runkle, the uh, hero, Uncle Runkle of the Runkle Crankle. Uh, it's at <laughs> bath time. He's bathing Lily or Rose with the nanny. Uh, and Rose, Charlotte's yep. sort of peeking in from the corner, worrying about everything in her life. Namely, how in fuck's name she's going to deal with the wave of negative press this movie is surely going to receive upon release. And... um. Runkle, uh, uh, old Uncle Crunkle goes so, oh, so Lily uh, uh, is it Lily? no it's Rose the, the young one Rose is Bob the little one yeah 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 and she's um, she's sort of upset or whatever and they've got all these toys him and the nanny are bathing her and they're trying to encourage you to have a good time and he sort of says at one point he goes oh what's that gonna do like just off mic to, um, <laughs> to Rose when she's playing on the toys and when he says what's that gonna do she picks up the shower head and then splashes the nanny's tits through a white top and they become see-through. And then he's like, whoa, like whoop. Like just the fact that the line was, oh, what's that going to do? Whoa, titties, was pretty much the reading I had of
1: that. <laughs> Those I are the baits. What's it going to time- yep. Whoa, titties, all right. Yeah.
2: Anytime you can read something from the film outside of the context of what was intended, it is um, a tremendously satisfying (laughs) experience. I I just uh, feel like I'm I'm, I'm emptying so much emotion into this microphone right now. It's phenomenal.
1: I noticed a line which I'd never heard before when um, a collection of harpies are at the breakfast table once they've landed in Abu Dhabi. And it, it, it's that bit where there's just like the complete feast yeah, yeah. and laid out in front of them. And, and Sarah Jessica Parker says, oh, I'm just going to try one of these confections. And just yeah, no, one res- too. <laughs> no one responds. No one blinks a fucking eye because that line was not in the script. Sarah Jessica Parker's ad-libbing and as an executive producer on this film, no one's going to tell her not to. It's a dumb line. <laughs> they don't do anything yeah. with it, but it made it to the film. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Oh, it's man. just one of one of one of many examples of just these little moments where it's like, oh god, that made it in, did it? All right, very well. Yeah, on we go. Is, another, and it's not quite the same, but one that killed me this week as
2: well was when Garon, at the halfway point, is making milk, warm milk for SJP to help her sleep because she's too dumb to turn off her fucking bedside light. Um, mm. he's like. Oh, he's, he's, he's like, uh, may, I su- may I suggest putting cinnamon in your milk? Um, it's a secret my wife taught me. And it's like,
1: that is... What? That's not a secret. <laughs> a, like... Oh, I see I see you're reading French fries. Uh, let me add a little salt. It's an <laughs> yeah. old family recipe that's been passed <laughs> yeah. down for generations.
2: Where did you learn this tip? It's fucking
1: ridiculous.
2: <laughs> oh... It's just all... And it all just weaves into the tapestry of garbage, which we seem to fucking ram down our brains every week. Uh, I got to say, Tim, there's... I yeah. think there's been merit in watching it apart, at least, in that we were both forced just head on to confront... um, To confront this beast.
1: Because we're so... Yeah. Uh, it's just... There was nothing else. There was nothing else. We weren't there for each other this week because we couldn't no. be because distance has, has truly gotten in the way and there was no internet, which is usually the fallback plan when I'm, you know, I'm a lonesome and got some time to kill. There was nothing. There was me in the movie just, in a Yeah, room. yeah, yeah. It's as close to
2: the I cinema I feel for experience. you, though.
1: At, at, at least I had a, a lovely another human being to keep me company for the first 30-ish minutes, but you, you were worse off I, than me. <laughs>
2: I probably paced my bedroom uh, upwards of 20 times. I did 100 push-ups. I haven't done a push-up in like a year. Um, I was literally all over the shop. I was
1: talking to myself quite a lot. It's like... These are all things that you do when you get sent to jail, man. It's, yeah. <laughs> no, like Literally, everything it's you've just, just described is the behavior of a prisoner.
2: And I think also in, in watching it myself, I learned what has been so difficult about this for the for how many other weeks we've been doing it, is that it's so on like it's so consistently, ongoingly, offensively bad that you can't yeah. you you can't launch a full scale assault against the movie because it because it's, it's, of the length it dilutes your disdain yeah. <laughs> yeah. over just such an unbelievably long amount of time that you like. Uh, it sort of it almost disarms you in its length. Ugh.
1: It's like um if you were to get someone and rough them up a little bit, um, they would get really shirty with you back. If you were to get someone and like fight with them, they would be rightfully really pissed off and outraged. If you torture someone for like three days, you don't let them sleep you keep flicking the lights on and off you you keep kind of punching them in in bits where it sort of doesn't bruise too easily so they're untraceable marks and stuff you take away their food, um, you kind of dehydrate them a bit and you disorientate them (laughs) they can't really complain because their facilities have been taken away from them and and I don't want to get too melodramatic I feel like I already have with that metaphor but this movie is the cinema equivalent to that I'm, yeah, I'm usually all for calling out your
2: ludicrous comparisons between our plight and the plight of people who actually suffer through real things. But in the context of what has just happened to me, <laughs> um, I'm fully on board with anything you can fucking throw <laughs> against this movie.
1: All right, well, listen, uh, I, can, I think I can hear um, something musical off in the back, because it's go, go, scuba, <laughs> go, go. Uh, scuba, m- ba. Uh. Lupp- What's scuba,
2: scuba, scuba, Before we launch into exactly what's going on vis-a-vis the caffeine situation in New York City this week, I noticed a very gentle continuity error. um, Yes, sir. Re-coffee guy, which was... Mm -hmm. um, So in the establishing shot of the cafe, when Carrie's like, I just need to write. And she's like, and I did write for about one hour before I just went and saw my Mm. friends because life's a joke and who gives a fuck. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Coffee guy's... (laughs) coffee guys sitting at his coffee table and one of the yeah. wa- and a waitress comes up to him to take his order or whatever and she sort of leans down you know to suggest intimacy and interest in what he actually wants to drink and then it cuts mm-hmm. to uh maybe samantha and carrie or a, a double or a single shot on one of them and he's in the background and then she leans down again and it's not even worth bringing up but i noticed it and i've just brought it up and i was like ah, oh, brilliant just <laughs> more things that are wrong with the movie wait what do you mean so what's the problem so she, the, the waitress... Well, conceivably, she could have leaned back up and then leaned back down. But I think that'd be a weird oh, gesture. Oh, I see. Oh, so I she's accepted. at like a
1: different level. I've, she's I've at worked a lower in, level.
2: I worked in hospo before. You approach your table, you lean in yeah. to be like, I'm going to yeah. hear what you're ordering. I'm ready to, I'm ready to serve. At no you point... you You maybe do it in, a, in two separate engagements. But in one engagement, to come in, lean down, stand up, lean back down, unless maybe the cafe's loud... And she didn't hear him. But the cafe's not that loud. Anyway, it's, it's um, neither here nor there.
1: Well, Guy, interestingly, that's so weird that you bring that up because I've got a theory about what he's doing this time. <laughs> Unbelievable. S- do you? Yeah, no, and it fits perfectly with what you're putting down. So that waitress that you're talking about, she leaves immediately after he does. He is fucking that waitress. Oh. He's fucking her in a caffeinated frenzy in the toilets <laughs> right there at the cafe He's pounding it
2: That's right They both have a um, They have a unique proclivity Towards a very specific type of sex Which might even go so far To explain the introduction For this weekly segment In our podcast um, Obviously It's a well known fact That caffeine can have A laxative effect You know The popular parlance That coffee went straight through me Yes uh, <laughs> I like to think that the reason he's ingesting so much caffeine at such speed, and she's doing the very same off of camera, is um, they're in a fucking frenzy, which involves more or less every known substance that a human body can produce. They're going, you know, sometimes you walk into a Jesus. public restroom and it is just destroyed. For instance, I was lucky <laughs> enough to be in—I uh, was in Paris. Just this week, been and uh, I, w- w- I was with my girlfriend and we went to. We didn't go up it because it was insane, but we, we at least visited. We walked beneath the Eiffel Tower, and mm-hmm. uh, at at one juncture, we both had to use the facilities. And we went a restroom, mm-hmm. and it was. I mean, I don't know if anyone from the Parisian tourism board is listening to this, but it was an absolute bomb site in there. There was really. just. It was like, there was you know there was there was let's just say there was. There was, uh, there was fecal matter, uh, not abound, but certainly present. The vibe was not Ooh. good. Almost as though this very couple maybe had saved up their pennies and began marauding travels uh, across the land of Earth. And uh, maybe even earlier that day visited the bathroom and been the, the root cause of the disgust which we
1: felt. Well, sounds plausible to me. Put a pen in it because this one's done. I think we're going to call it there, actually, Guy. Uh, it's one in the morning in New Zealand. I sh- I'm yeah. going to go to bed.
2: Fair enough, mate. It's uh, two o'clock in the afternoon here in Edinburgh. my first day in Edinburgh, and I couldn't have I'm found... I'm so sorry. A, ...a better way to spend it. Uh You've stolen in, a lot of your time. No, yeah, mate, I, I do not blame you. I blame MKP. Uh, just as a quick note to anyone who's listening who might be in the uk or have the intentions of visiting Edinburghers during the festival uh, i will be doing a show every day with my colleague rose Mattafeo at 4 30 at espionage it's called rose metafo and guy montgomery are friends and the price of entry is zero dollars which i can assure
1: you even if the show is atrocious is a very reasonable deal He's not lying, folks. If you've got any friends or family who are in Scotland, um, get them to go, particularly if they are dropping in on the Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, guy's are a funny man. And Rose is lovely. I, you've heard her on the podcast from season one. She's great. So let's also, get it done, people. Let's get it done.
2: Also a hilarity merchant. Between the two of us, I'll do half an hour of jokes. She'll do half an hour of jokes. It will comprise one hour of human time, which means, uh, you know, on any given morning... Or afternoon, you could still nip away and watch Sex in the City 2 just to understand the context of what exactly is going on right now.
1: Thank you so much for listening, Tim. I bid you a wonderful sleep. Thank you so much. Enjoy your afternoon in bonnie old Scotland, mate. Aye! It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea
0: of all time. It's the worst idea of all time.